there, it's Carrie. Thank you so much for joining me on this latest episode of Invisible Wounds Healing from Trauma. This is episode 28, and we're going to talk about what self-sabotage is and why we do it as trauma survivors. I'm so glad that we're walking the path towards healing together. So just a quick reminder, I'm not a clinician, counselor, or physician. I'm a certified trauma support specialist, a certified trauma and resiliency life coach, an advocate, and someone with lots of lived experience with trauma. Also, the information presented in this podcast is for educational purposes only and not meant to replace treatment by a doctor or any other licensed professional. All right, let's dive in. Did you ever have a time in your life where things are going well? Great even. You're doing well, feeling positive about how things are going. And this could be in any area of your life, your job, your relationships, whatever. Suddenly, for no apparent reason, you begin to procrastinate, putting things off. You might start things but never finish them. At work, you may miss deadlines, or you might start coming in late. You may forget important things, tasks, meetings, projects, or presentations. This is eventually noticed by your boss and can lead to negative consequences, even the loss of your job. In personal relationships, this might lead to estrangement or even the loss of those relationships. You might start conflict with others or even self-medicate with substances. Self-sabotage is the conscious or unconscious process of destroying or the undermining of things in our lives. It's like throwing up roadblocks or creating things or situations that stop us or hold us back from succeeding. Most of the time, it happens without our even thinking about it. It's unconscious. We want to be successful, happy, and productive. So why do things keep happening to stop us? Why do these negative things keep blocking us from being successful? Well, it's actually a way we protect ourselves in life. When we've been through trauma, our brain is always on high alert. Everything feels like a danger, a threat. Self-sabotaging behaviors can come up for many different reasons. As survivors of trauma, we hold a lot of fear. We are afraid of stepping out of our comfort zone. We're afraid we'll let others down. We're afraid of the unknown. We lack trust. We don't trust others to support us. And that lack of trust goes for how we feel about ourselves, too. We don't have trust in ourselves in our capabilities. We lack self-esteem and self-confidence. We fear success. What happens if we succeed? Then we'll really have to step up to the plate, be more visible, be more responsible, do more, be more. What if we can't do it? Others may find out that we're a fake, that we're not up to the challenges. What if we fail? That fear of failure is the ultimate fear we have. If we fail, 
others will see that we really aren't the person that we've said we are. There's something called imposter syndrome. And it's that feeling we have that we're a fake or a fraud. Even though we've had successes in our lives in many areas, and we've shown that we're capable of extraordinary things, we don't really deep down in our souls believe it. We feel that we put up this false self to others. We're high functioning. We can do anything. We can be perfectionists. We agonize, overanalyze, and are critical of every little thing we say and do. We can be filled with anxiety over every move we make. Every mistake, no matter how small, is a catastrophic event. It feels like the end of the world. We also take any form of redirection or criticism very personally. We may feel like we're being personally attacked rather than using it as an opportunity for growth and learning. We feel that we have to work the hardest, be the most dedicated employee, friend, or partner. The harder we work, the more we do, the more others will see us, see our value and worth. We're looking to others for validation and confirmation, rather than feeling it and looking to ourselves for that worth that value. With trauma, especially in childhood, we're not taught that we have worth, value, and purpose just as a being that exists in the world. We learn not to trust others and we don't trust ourselves, our thoughts, and how we view the world around us. We don't trust our gut instincts. We don't see ourselves as having a direction or a purpose. I mean, hell, oftentimes we don't even know what we like. What are your hobbies? I don't have any clue. We weren't taught self-confidence to love and care for ourselves. We grew up in survival mode, just trying to make it from one thing to the next. So now as adults trying to function as best we can in a world we really don't know how to deal with, is it any wonder we throw up those roadblocks and self-sabotage? We are so scared of the unknown, of what comes next. We are so scared we'll fail. We won't be good enough. These thoughts and feelings just reinforce what we already feel about ourselves. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. We set ourselves up for failure. We don't believe in ourselves. Eventually, we throw up those roadblocks, things fall apart, and negative consequences appear. See, we aren't good enough, smart enough, worthy enough. We don't deserve success, happiness, healthy relationships, a rewarding career, whatever it might be. This has happened to me so many times over my life. I've lost count. I could never understand my behavior. I worked extremely hard to be the best at everything I did, especially at work. I pushed myself harder than anyone else. I worked longer hours. I took on more projects. I felt like I talked a good game. I was great at self-promotion. I was up for anything. I never said no. So at the end of it all, I'd end up completely overloaded and overwhelmed. 
I would start things but not finish them, or if I did, it was at the last minute. They were done hastily and not well. And eventually, my boss would say something about my performance, and I would literally go into freeze mode. I shut down immediately and my survival brain kicked in, ready for that end of the world feeling, that ultimate feeling that I was a failure, a loser, an imposter. Now everyone else would know that I wasn't who I pretended to be. I wasn't who I said I was. I've lost jobs, opportunities, and relationships in my life because of these self-fueling behaviors. It has taken me a lot of really hard work to get past all of those deep-seated feelings and behaviors. And some of those feelings still come up, I'm not going to lie. It is really hard to change those well-worn survival autopilot behaviors in our brains. But now I take a step or two back and I think things through. I give myself a moment to assess the situation and look at it in the now as opposed to linking it to something that happened in the past. I try not to react emotionally or impulsively to things that might be said or pointed out in regard to my performance. I think of it now as an opportunity for growth and learning, rather than something negative. Working on self-confidence and self-esteem is an ongoing process. Tackling new things has always been challenging for me. New and unfamiliar has always been scary. But I take things one small step at a time, realizing that I do have the capabilities and capacity to learn and even to be creative. I now understand what my strengths, core values, and beliefs are. This not only applies to myself, but in how I see and interpret the world around me. When my trauma brain tries to take the driver's seat, I have to push it off to the side and take control myself in the here and now. In learning how to stop self-sabotaging or torpedoing things, we have to learn to recognize what we're doing. We have to take a look at things from a wider viewpoint, and I call it the 30,000-foot view. We get so caught up in the tiniest of things, we aren't able to pick our heads up and see things for what they really are. Think of situations where you've put things off or waited until the last minute to do them. What is it about these situations that made you want to avoid them? There's a reason why. What is it? If it's fear, what specifically are you afraid of? What do you think will happen? We also have to remind ourselves that when things come up, we have to stay present in the moment. This is not your past. This is not your trauma. This is something happening now. If we can identify our reactions, think about them, and reframe them, we can slowly begin to practice responding and reacting differently. If we're taking on too many things, it is perfectly acceptable and okay to say no. I know that saying that little word feels scary, but it's necessary. If we have too much going on to handle, we're just setting ourselves up for failure. I mean, realistically, we can only juggle so many things at once. You can say no, 
and you can delegate things to others instead of doing everything by yourself. We create new habits and patterns slowly with practice. It starts with learning, knowledge, and the understanding of why we react and behave in the ways that we do. Our trauma histories have taught us things about ourselves that aren't true. Once we've identified these things, we can arm ourselves with the real truth, with the facts that we are capable, worthy, strong, brave, smart, and that we have the tools we need in order to handle whatever comes our way. Look at what we've gone through. We've survived. We're still here. Reminding ourselves of what we've accomplished and how far we've really come is so important in healing. We can take that understanding and build on that through positive reinforcement, focusing on our successes rather than what we feel are failures. Everyone, and I mean everyone, makes mistakes, no matter how successful, smart, competent, capable, or put together they seem. Everyone screws up. Everyone has fears and doubts. We're human. We all have times when we don't feel we measure up. We are perfectly imperfect. The difference is in how we respond to those times. Do we punish ourselves and those around us? Or do we take it as a learning opportunity and use it to build on our strengths? So this is where I like to close us out with a new exercise, something we can add to that mindfulness toolbox we're building together. Remember, you don't have to do this now or at all if you don't want to, but you might just listen and tuck it away in your mind for future reference. This is a writing exercise. We're going to identify some areas in our lives where we might have thrown up some of those roadblocks we talked about earlier. Then we'll look at how we can reframe those thoughts and feelings. If you would like to take part, I would invite you to get a piece of paper, a notebook, or even a sticky note and a pen or pencil. I'd also like to invite you to find a place that's quiet, calm, and as free from distractions as possible. If you'd like, you can light some candles, put on some calming, quiet music, burn some incense, or use some of your favorite essential oils in the palms of your hands. Rub the palms of your hands together and breathe in that scent. You are in a safe space. You are safe in this moment, in the now. We always start with our mindful belly breathing. Breathe slowly in through your nose, your belly naturally pushing out as you inhale to a count of five. Hold your breath for a count of one. Then slowly exhale out of your mouth. Your belly should naturally move in as you exhale to a count of five. Do this five times. 
As we begin this exercise, let's start by thinking about a time, place, situation, or event in which you put off or avoided doing something. It might feel scary to name it, but remember, you are safe in this moment. This is something that can't really hurt you. It is a thing that took place. That is all. So first, write down this time, place, situation, or event. Next, write down how this made you feel. What feelings, emotions, responses, or reactions did you have? Be honest in your assessment and write down what you really felt, how you responded or reacted. Next, if you avoided or put off handling this situation, why did you avoid or put it off? What was the reason? Write down that reason. Were there any negative consequences that came up as a result of avoiding or putting this off? If so, what happened? Write it down. And then how did it make you feel? Write that down as well. Next, if the root cause is fear, what is that specific fear? What is it that is scary for you about this? What is the worst thing that could possibly happen? If this worst thing happens, can I handle it? Write all of it out. Get that fear on paper. Next, what did your inner voice tell you about how you felt or responded? Write that out. Next, in our minds when something happens, we all think to ourselves, oh, I wish I had done this instead of that. What if you had done it that way? Was that a real option open to you? Write that out. What did you wish you had done instead of what you did? Next, when your old habits of putting things off or avoidance come up next time, what is one first step you can take to challenge those behaviors? Some examples are you could stop. Pause, think things through, ask questions, ask for help, or delegate. Next. The next time your inner voice tells you negative things about yourself, how could you challenge those thoughts? You could think about all of the things you've done well and accomplished because you have. You have had successes and done things well. The last writing prompt is, the next time you feel afraid of something, what is one thing you can do to face it? 
What is one positive step you can take to deal with it? Think about it and write that first step down. Take a few slow, deep breaths in through your nose and out through your mouth as many times as you'd like. That was a lot. And if you did the exercise or are planning to do it, I hope it was something you found helpful. It's not easy to name our fears and name our problems and write them out and put them on paper. But somehow that makes it more real. Something we can get out of our heads. We can put the boogeyman from our minds down on paper and see it as something we can actually handle and change and make into a new experience. Something that's positive and not negative. This is just another tool that we're adding to that mindfulness toolbox we're building together. So whenever you need to go to that toolbox, and pull out a skill, a grounding technique, a coping skill, a writing exercise, anything you need to feel more calm, centered, and grounded, do it. I've put a list of all of the exercises on my website, InvisibleWoundsHealingFromTrauma.com, and I'll keep adding to it as we go along. I also take each exercise and put it to beautiful music and video and put it on my YouTube channel, Invisible Wounds Healing from Trauma. Please like, subscribe, and share widely if you like what you see and hear. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen today. And please keep on listening. Wherever you listen, please like, subscribe, favorite, Follow me and again, share widely. And what you think really matters to me too. So comment on the show. Let me know what you think, whatever's on your mind. You can find me on Facebook at Invisible Wounds Healing from Trauma, on Twitter at Walker 58 and my website, InvisibleWoundsHealingFromTrauma.com. Look for my new episodes dropping every Monday on all of your favorite podcast, music, and listening apps. Please take extra good care of yourself, and we'll talk soon.